You have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In this Thursday. This is a beautiful morning. Why it's beautiful? Because God made it. Everything that God made is beautiful. It's good. In the book of Genesis, he says, And God saw that what he has made is good. It's, and he says that. God says, it is what? Good. And then he says, it is what? Very good. And whatever God made is not only good, but there, there is. A very to it. Very good. So this morning, God has given us a brand new day, and it is very good. So we are going to rejoice in it, and we are going to do something good today. Make something good comes out of your life this day. You have to take the time to reflect on the goodness of God, the goodness of the day, because life moves very fast, and the days move very fast. And if we don't take that time on purpose to reflect and to bring into remembrance all that he has done and all that's been accomplished in that day, then we're going to be at a loss. As we continue this topic this week, we have been talking about being steered and not stranded. We are being steered and not stranded. God has not left you. He has not given up on you. He loves you. There's nothing that you could do to make God love you any more, and there's nothing that you could do to make God love you any less. He just loves you. You have not been stranded. He is steering us. He is steering the direction on the road of which he has already went beforehand and he has laid. You are his workmanship. You have been created in Christ Jesus for good works, and God prepared those beforehand so that we are able to walk in them. Yesterday we were finishing up in Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and we were talking about why, how does someone attach themselves to a vision that's cast by someone else? And we identified four unique qualities. That's passion. passion persistence, purpose, and personalization of their part, the uniqueness of their part in the vision. So when we are passionate about what we are doing, we are persistent, when we are purposeful, when we personalize the parts to involve other people, that brings forth a vision that people can take and they could run with, that they could be a part of building it here in the earth realm. So we're going to talk today specifically about King David and Solomon because there was a mighty vision that God gave unto David, and he had to be corrected. It wasn't for him to do. He found out it was for his son Solomon to do. So when we go back to that verse in verse 1 of Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, what am I going to say when I am corrected? corrected? We're going to see what David said when he was corrected, starting in First Chronicles chapter 28, verses 2 through 3. Then King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made preparations to build it. But God said to me, You shall not build a house for my name. 
because you have been a man of war and have shed blood. So David did a lot. He made the preparations. He had it in his heart to go and to do this, to build this house for God, something that had not yet been done. And all of a sudden, God says, nope, it's not for you to do. You've already had your part. You've been a man of war for me. You've went out, been out on the battlefield. This part is not for you to do. He could have been crushed. He could have been like, I've done all this for you, God, and this is how you treat me. You're not going to let me do what, what I've been preparing to do. This is a bunch of waste of time. He could have been all, any kind of way, any kind of scenario that we want to throw into play. But he didn't do that. He was corrected, and he took the correction of God, the direction of God, and he handed over all the plans that God gave him, all the provisions, the preparations that were there, and he handed it over to who God told him to hand it over to, and that was to Solomon. The Bible tells us that David had many sons, but it was specific. God told him that this was for his son Solomon to do. So there was a unique personalized part. It wasn't just for any son of David. It was specifically for Solomon to do. And David, he had great understanding. God had gave him detail. If you go through in First Chronicles chapter 28 and you look at the detail of the plans that God gave him, that David sat down and he wrote out, it says in First uh, Chronicles chapter 28 verses 19, all this said David, The Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. So he had the elaborate plan that God gave him. He took the time to sit down and to write it out. And in the writing of it out, all the details came. God gave it to him. Sometimes we wonder, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Take the time to sit down and to write down the vision. Then as the Holy Spirit prompts with all those questions, Begin to answer them on that paper of what it looks like, how you're going to do it. He handed over all the preparation, all the written plan to Solomon. And he told Solomon, verse 20, And David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. So David said, my God will be with you. The same one that was with me, the same one that trained me up from the time of anointing as a young shepherd boy to where you see me today. He said, the same God will be with you. Be strong and of good courage. Do it. Everything else has already been prepared. So what do we need? We need strength and we need courage in order to do it. It was the same thing that Moses said to Joshua. And then the Lord reemphasized to Joshua in Joshua chapter one. He said, be strong and of good courage to do it. Everything else is already done. All we need is strength and courage. The preparation has already been done. How to do it, it has already been done. We just have to receive that information from God and then be in position to move in it. Yes, strength and courage. Mm -hmm. Take strength and courage to bring the vision that you write, that you receive from the Lord into reality. So it's going to take strength and courage, I repeat, to bring out 
the vision that you have written out precisely as you get it from the Lord. Why? It needs strength and courage because the, your number one enemy is fear. Your number one enemy is fear. So fear is going to be in the way of the vision on you. Watch is that. You have the vision and you have it on the tablet or on the paper, wherever you put it. And so you hold it. In between, you and the vision is fear. What it, if? Yes. Yeah. In between, mm-hmm. between you and what God says is fear. And now, in order for you to get past fear, to perform the vision that you now have in your hand, it's going to take these two things, strength and courage. Strength and courage. Strength and courage. Strength to do it. Strength to hold it. Yeah, that's why the strength is. Because the vision is weighty. I have vision, and it's a lot of weight. So I'm going to need to to carry that vision. I have to have strength, or else I'm going to let it go. And then to do it, I have to have the courage. So not only that, the vision that has the weight on it, has the weight in you, but you need a courage to perform it. And Solomon, he had that. Yes. He saw in the deck. Because sometimes, you know, parents, they tell their kids, oh, you know, you're going to be this, you need to do this, and kids are not receptive to it. But Solomon was very receptive because he had saw this God working through his father, father. David. Yeah, so he knew that when this part was assigned to him, that it was of God because he had already bore witness with the God that was in his father, the God that was in David. So when the, when the assignment, when the mandate came and all the preparation that was made, which demonstrated David's passion for it, David's persistence for it, he was able to articulate to Solomon the purpose of it and Solomon, Solomon's personalization of his part in it he willingly, he yielded his will to, to his, the vision yes. that his father handed to him. He didn't get the Solomon didn't get this vision from God. David got, got the vision, vision from God. David got the directions from God. David made the abundance of preparations that were needed to bring it to pass. And then he now gives it to Solomon, and Solomon is receptive to receive it because David has already displayed those characteristics that showed that this is, this is the real deal. That this is of God. This and, and David knows it's possible mm-hmm. because David had already built his house mm-hmm. with his own hand. David, but David wasn't the one to build the house of the Lord. David has personally built, and the Bible talk about that, his own house, made a house for him own self. But this particular house belongs to the Lord, and it was all going to perform through his son. Yes. And then it comes to pass. So due season shows up in Second Chronicles chapter 6, starting at verse 4. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who has fulfilled with his hands what he spoke with his mouth to my father David, saying, Since the day that I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I have chosen no city from any tribe of Israel in which to build a house, that my name might be there. Nor did I choose any man, to be a ruler over my people. Yet I have chosen Jerusalem, 
that my name may be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people. Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, whereas it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, you shall not build the temple, but your son who will come from your body, he shall build the temple for my name. So the Lord was fulfilled. So the Lord has fulfilled his word, which he spoke. And I have filled the position of my father, David, and sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And there I have put the ark in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with the children of Israel. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. So he goes into a praise. He goes into worship. He goes into prayer. He goes into thanksgiving for all that God had did through him. He was a willing participant. And he's able to articulate just as David did. He's able to articulate back what took place. You know, sometimes people build up a financial inheritance, but they don't build up the purpose so that when they go three weeks later, their money that they spent their whole life making is gone. It's blown on on frivolous spending and such because they haven't also brought forth the inheritance of purpose with the financial inheritance. So we must be building the purposes of God into the next generation. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in the city of Coco. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321 638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Coast Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Whalen specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Whalen Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit whalenduff.kw.com. Whalen Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.